0: Oh my God. Let's get real for a second. There is nothing in life like having to get up every morning and go to work while you are pregnant. I used to joke around with my husband all the time when he would give me a hard time. I was exhausted at like, you know, five o'clock when I would shut down at the end of the day. And I'd be like, can you leave me alone? I'm freaking growing an aorta today. And not everyone can grow an aorta. I, I would throw that line around all the time that I'm exhausted. I'm creating organs. Leave me alone. And I just think when I look back at being pregnant and it's just, I have that giddiness of being pregnant, right? And I was so excited about having a baby. I've always, always, always wanted to be a mother. I was so excited about it. But at the same time, like you are freaking tired. I was exhausted especially in the first trimester. Oh my God. I was like taking naps during lunch. Thank God I worked remotely, you know, power to all of you women that, that are pregnant and have commuted and go into the office. I have a few friends that used to commute into the city from Long Island and oh my God, I, you know, you're a better person than me because I don't think I could do it. Anyway, There's such a privilege, I think, of being both a mother and a career woman because you have the cognitive ability to do both things despite their individual challenges. And I would say that these challenges start really, you know, a few weeks after conception when you're starting to feel those symptoms. I know my first go around uh, within a week and a half, I remember being out to breakfast with two of my best friends and... All of a sudden, midway through my meal, I had to stop eating. And I looked at them and they're like, You think you could be pregnant? And I said, Ugh, I, You know, I don't know what it feels like. And sure enough, I was, but I couldn't eat. I mean, TMI, but not really. My boobs were heavy as hell. Like, you start feeling all of these symptoms bloated, like more than usual. And it hits you right away. And before you even take the pregnancy test, and I mean, forget it, when you move onward and you're past, you know, you're in the five, six, seven, eight week range, that's, that's where I felt it the most. All I wanted to do was sleep. So I mean, we go through about 10 months of physical and mental challenges while carrying a child. And I'm talking about just keeping that in a box right now just carrying the child. It's worrying. I never knew that there was so much like worry attached to being pregnant because I guess I saw my mother, you know, have all three of us. And I mean, I didn't see her have all three of us. I barely remember being three when my brother was born. I do remember when my sister was born, (laughs) but you know, hearing about how easy her pregnancies were, they were pretty textbook. She never had any issues. Um, she just had the cute little belly, she was hungry all the time. She was a little tired. But, you know, I guess nothing crazy. But, you know, for me, I, I was just like, what the hell is going on? I I had to just focus on, you know, the baby first. And really by the baby first, you ha- you carry the worry like, the first 12 weeks are very touch and go and it's it's scary to see what's going to happen because that's when the the highest risk of miscarriage occurs and really there's anything that can pop up along your 9 month journey that can throw a curveball in your way. I had plenty of curveballs thrown my way. Um but I'll get into that a little later. So, you know, my point in saying this is we have to balance all of these large scale physical and mental changes. But at the same day, same time, we have to show up, you know, business as usual to work every day, especially because in the beginning, you know, you don't, there's no obligation or no need to reveal that you're pregnant to your colleagues and your boss. Until you really need to disclose your pregnancy to HR and start gearing up for FMLA and maternity leave and getting your insurance in check, um, there's nothing that says you have to. You hit 12 weeks and have to say something. So at the same time, you know you're still kind of keeping the cards close to the vest because if you're not announcing it to the world and you're not showing yet, and y- you have to wait until your pace and your level of comfortability before you kind of let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. So you're kind of keeping it under wraps at the same time as, you know, feeling like shit and then handling your job. So, you know, what I wrote about in this article, and it's not a knock towards men because my husband read it after I published it. And he was kind of like, you know, you might turn some people off with this. And that's not the way it was intended, but it really, it shows a chart from really conception to postpartum days of a brief overview of mother versus father. And kind of the physical ramifications that we deal with. So basically, you know, conception, you know, thank you to the fathers out there. We couldn't do it without you, right? Like you sow the seed and then you're kind of done for a long time. You're excited for baby. You support your wife, but you're still sleeping normally. You're still kind of functioning Completely normally, you may be thinking about how finances will change or how your life will change your social life um emotionally you may be feeling a little differently knowing that you're taking this step to become a father or a father of multiples but at the same time, you know you're not waiting for your period to come or taking pregnancy tests you're not constantly tired your hormones aren't raging and you know my poor husband and even like my brother-in-laws saw me wild at some point. So sorry, sorry to everyone, but I mean, it's, it's rough. You're bloating, you're nauseous, you have aversions. I could not go near chicken. Oh my God. I could not drink coffee. My beloved coffee that I loved so much made me sick and it was devastating. I mean, You're waiting for sonograms. You have genetic testing. I had a blood bank come to my house to do genetic testing. You're waiting for the results on that, which also, you know, weighs on the father as well. But you know, you're the one growing the baby at the end of the day. And then, you know, you start showing and you have to buy all these pregnancy leggings. And, you know, I rubbed oil on my belly every single day for nine and a half months to ensure that I wouldn't have stretch marks. I had to remember that. I had to remember not to eat cold cut sushi. If you're like that for me, I'm very traditional and by the book, um, with the doctor's order. So I avoided all of that stuff. I limited my caffeine. I didn't have caffeine for about seven months, Um, you start feeling kicks, you get the anatomy scan, you can't sleep. I'm my favorite. You pee every half hour. Now, if you are, if you know me, I'm a huge, I run to the bathroom constantly. Like I'm, I'm always drinking so much water. I'm peeing like once an hour normally. Right. So think about me. on think about me pregnant. I was running there constantly and it was so freaking annoying, especially overnight when I would get up two to three times at night. Oh, that is something that I really do not miss. And I'm not looking forward to doing again. Then you get the glucose test. And if you're like me, you'll get diagnosed with gestational diabetes, which was so, so, so fun for me. And for anyone else that has gone through it, you know, that it's so difficult. I was essentially on a diet for 3 months. I was pricking my finger after every meal to make sure that my blood sugar was okay. My doctor failed me, failed me for the test actually when he shouldn't have, which is a completely different story, conversation for another day that we won't get into, but it's extremely difficult. He also put me on modified bed rest um when my fluid wasn't even low. He was just super 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 conservative. So for the last 3 weeks Um, I was really just sitting on the couch working. I didn't go to one of my best friend's weddings. I couldn't get in the car and drive myself. There were so many restrictions placed on me. I was like dying on the inside, honestly. Like it was very, very difficult. Oh, and then not to mention birth when, um, you get a massive needle stuck in your spine. If you're like me and had a You get a spinal tap, you know, the catheter is inserted, you're on heavy meds, which helps for a while, but then you get the heavy meds taken off. The gas pain is absolutely unreal. You feel like you have to fart out of your shoulder and you can't because so much damn gas is bubbled into your body. The worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. And then, oh, you know, surprise 2am, you know, when you're extremely exhausted, you've got a puffy abdomen and stitches healing, your milk comes in and you start dribbling all over your nightgown. And what does dad do? Dad is there, but he's not, any of this physical stuff that I just mentioned is what the mother endures. And, you know, leading up until birth, this is something that we have to kind of carry out 24 seven while working. And it is some feat. Let me tell you, like for me, I, I was much more in tune. I wouldn't even say in tune. Um, it was easier for me to work after I had given birth. I think it was more difficult for me to work while I was pregnant, just because I was feeling like my body was just like all over the place constantly. And it's really, really tough. And I would say, you know, it's the nature of the beast is being a woman. It's something that you have to anticipate and expect. But I mean, it really just shows like, Honestly, congratulations to us. I don't think the women get enough praise because to have to counterbalance your career while dealing with all these different things and running to the doctor, you know, every month, week, you know, it, it varies throughout the pregnancy cycle, you know, good for us, man. I mean, it's wild. I would say that, you know, nobody on my team and nobody that I supported knew, I was pregnant until I disclosed it. And I will say, and I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but they said that they would never guess that I was pregnant because I still kept everything together. And I would say that's the ultimate goal, right? You know, And I had that luxury also because I worked remotely. And that is something, I mean, one takeaway from COVID that I will be forever grateful for is really the advent and acceptance of remote work. Um, So if I wasn't feeling well, I could, you know, run to the bathroom or prick my finger or, you know, if my hormones were raging, I could cry off camera. There, there were times that I could really take care of myself because I was in the comfort of my own home. Um, I could lie down on my bed for a second. I could run and get Tums if my indigestion was out of control. Um, it was just easier, but at the same time, like you have to get up every morning and stay BAU through it all. And I think that that's pretty impressive. And, like I said, you know, there are negative connotations towards women and, you know, discrimination biases, whatever, during to women during childbearing years in corporate America. it's It's a fact of life. We have to accept it. It's been this way. It probably will continue to be this way, but it will dissipate and wane a little bit. But we are capable of it all despite the challenges. I mean, think if if you are a mother, And you just listened to everything that I just said for the past 11 minutes. I mean, think back to what you've done and everybody's pregnancy is different. Some people have like these floaty, lovely butterflies and rainbows, pie in the sky. I'm going to eat all the cake in the world and not gain any weight pregnancies. And then you have others that go through a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of stuff behind closed doors that they don't share with anyone aside from their husbands or immediate family. And life can be hard, but, um, you know, kudos to everyone that stays the course, remains focused. And I mean, honestly, how rewarding is it at the end of the day to say that you kicked ass in a presentation to the C-suite and grew someone's circulatory system in the same day? Add it, on, add it to your resume under work experience. I said you could.